Views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Limerick City and County Council's active travel team wants to introduce a cycle lane between the South Circular Road, Henry Street and the City Centre. Four o'clock tomorrow is the deadline for public submissions on this active travel plan. And Conor Buckley, who's from Limerick Cycling and fully supports the plans, is with us this morning. Good morning to you, Conor. Good morning, Dylan. How are you? I'm good. Um, Conor, I suppose to describe this as a cycle lane, um, is really not telling the fuller picture because it's a it's a lot more than that. It's two way cycle lane in certain parts of a very narrow road. Uh, there's also some of the spurs off this route are going to be made one way. Um, I think there might be another area where there be no access for cars at all. But on the positive side, it is going to allow people to cycle from the Crescent right into the city centre, up as far as Bishop's Quay, quite safely. Would would that be a fair summation of the plan? Yeah, that's a, that's a great summation of the, of the plan. You know, it, it's one of three legs uh, that will form Limerick's active travel um, infrastructure strategy. So it's going to connect to a TOOS, the city centre, or LIT, as people might know, it's the city centre scheme, and UL, the city centre scheme. So we're going to end up with three legs coming out of the city with really high-quality active travel transport, which will just allow people to... Uh, young people to go to sports, people to go to school, um, and people to go to work. You know, we were looking at some of the submissions this morning, and we see analog devices that put in a submission in favour of the fifteen hundred employees out there who will use this as a route for their employees to come in and get to work. Limerick Chamber and Forty Support, which they talk about it as a, an education corridor between the three higher level institutions. You know, so this is seven years in the making, and it's a really ambitious project that the council are putting forward. It's, it's good on many levels, you know, it, it, it helps us meet our climate targets. Michal Martin was talking yesterday about, you know, let's not waste a second more in, in, in dealing with climate change. And this is the type of project, this is what climate action looks like on the ground. OK, well, I drive this route daily, Monday to Friday, because uh, I collect, to collect a child from Catherine Macaulay School and drive up. Uh, towards South Circular Road, take a left and straight through on, on the way home, OK? Um, yeah. I'll still be able to do that, won't I? You will, absolutely. Yeah. And the purpose of, but, of infrastructure like this is to get people who have an opportunity to use other modes of transport um, to consider using those modes of transport. So at the moment, there's 6,800 students who access education in or around the South Circular Road at the primary level, secondary level and third level. So the low-hanging fruit, if we were to get 20% of them using alternative modes of transport, you should see a lot less traffic on your daily commute. So when we create projects like this, or when the council are promoting to create projects like this, it's about um, traffic elimination. It's about evaporation of traffic. It doesn't mean the traffic pushes onto other roads. It means you facilitate, you know, kids from third class, fourth class, fifth class, all the way through second level, being able to cycle and walk to school independent of their parents. When we look at the... All sounds marvellous. Sounds absolutely marvellous, Connor. right? But I just want to let you know what I've observed from driving that route regularly, okay? If this plan is put in place, um, they will have to remove parking spaces all along that section that I uh, drive on. And I'd imagine they'd probably have to remove them in other parts of the road as well. But those parking spaces will have to go, Yeah. Yes, but uh, no, no, no. Limerick Council have, um, in, as part of this plan, they bought a private plot of land and they're, they're creating a new private car park for 14 car parking spaces to take 
the pinch point where those car parking spaces are coming off the road. So we need to look... But where is that? Where, where, where is that car parking space going to be? It's halfway up the, the South Circle Road on the right-hand side. There's a plot of land. You can see it on the, on the plans. It's just after the church on the right-hand side. There's a square of land that's kind of excess on the front of two gardens. How many spaces? 14 spaces. 14, one four. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I must count the number of cars when I go up. Now, in terms of the, the actual car parking spaces, it may not be that many, but I know from driving that route, you have dozens upon dozens of cars every day at the time that I'm driving it, um, you know, collecting their children from uh, uh, Clements College and Laurel Hill School and Laurel Hill Colosta. Uh, and the the cars are parked just about everywhere and it's very slow it takes a long time to get through that um, and then the, there's many of them I think would park as well in the car park of the Redemptorist Church as well to collect their children they won't all fit in the 14 spots and also if other people are used to parking their car, their car there maybe I'm walking into work in the city centre there'll be even fewer than the 14 spots so how's that going to work Connor? Um, so what you're talking about there what you're highlighting is the problem of congestion Yep. Uh, where the cars are picking up and they're parking possibly illegally at the moment all over the road and they're picking up uh, students. And, and the parents of those children have an option. They drive and collect them and they bring the kids into schools, then they drive home. An escort journey is, is, is a parent driving a child to school. Um, you know, that, that has doubled the carbon um, that is necessary because they have to take the child to school and then go on to work or go back home. And then they have to come back and collect them and then they bring them back home. And then they bring them to sports in the afternoon and then they bring them back home. So there's a huge amount of mileage. And we can see it in Limerick when um, the school traffic is over. Limerick is a very pleasant place to drive around in a car. When school is on, um, parents are driving their kids to school. So we need to ask the question, why are parents driving their kids to school? And it comes down to it not being safe. We've seen an 87%, almost a full decline, an 87% decline in the number of children cycling to school. A female in Limerick is more likely to drive to school than cycle to school. And why is that? You know, think about it. They can only cycle, they can only drive to school when they're 17 or 18 plus. So in two years of their whole schooling, they can drive to school. They're more likely to drive to school than cycle to school for their whole um, time in school. So well, I, I, I'm curious there. You said a female. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, there a big difference? Particularly though for, for females. And yeah, the, the, they, the girls definitely don't want to say. I don't know. I'd say if I was to think back on how many secondary school students I have seen cycle to school that are girls in the last 10 years, I'd say it probably come back to fewer than 10. Uh, it just doesn't happen. It's a very, very big problem there when it comes to us uh, meeting our climate goals. If we look at the population of Limerick, it's increased by 50% by 2040. So for every car or every two cars that's out there, we're going to see another car. Um, you know, if we look at European cities across Northern Europe that have the same weather conditions as us, we see 40, 50, 60% of them cycling to school independently. They can say you judge a city's inclusivity and health policy by how many children cycle to school. In Limerick, it's not possible to cycle to school. And that's really problematic and it's really unfair to our children. It leads to all sorts of health issues. And um, if we take climate out of it, it's all sorts of health issues and socialists as well. Why, why do you think, though, it's the girls more so than the boys? That's what I'm interested in, Connor. Why do you think the boy, boys are more likely to cycle than the girls? There's not that many more boys either. The numbers are around 2% of children cycling to school. So there's not a massive shift uh, between boys and girls. But, this, you know, young women cycling to school and participating in sports is a problem nationally. And this strategy is part of getting people active. It's a healthy Ireland strategy. It's a climate strategy. It fulfills a lot of our um, 
challenges that we face in society. Uh, so, you know, it's a really positive scheme in, in reversing some really negative habits that we have in our city that we need to fix. Connor, um, I knew somebody uh, would get in touch with us. I would love if this person would actually come on air to ask this question. Um, a caller who's living on the South Circular Road wants to know, does it mean he'll never be able to park on his road again? Well, we need to, uh, we, that person will have access. If they live on the South Circular Road, they're going to have access to additional car parking spaces that have been provided out of active travel funding, a private car park. This is, this is you know, this is new work and it's the generosity of the council in providing a solution and trying to find a creative And will those permits to only go to residents, though? Sorry? Will those permits then only go to residents? I'm not sure what the rules around it will be, to be honest, but um, uh, there will be addition. The car parking spaces that are taken off the South Circle Road will be added in on the corner plot. I assume residents will have priority on how they're used, but, uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, you know, we need to look at the function of a road. A road is about mobility. It's about getting people from one place to another place. Parking on a road is when we have excess space. When we need to get people and we need to get them moving in certain ways, O'Connell Street isn't safe. The dock road isn't safe for cyclists I'm talking about. You know, so this is creating one route in the middle of three and four roads wide that are completely prioritising cars. So it's really important that, you know, we, we make space for young people to cycle to school. 6,880 students, what we have calculated from the schools around that area, that use this route every morning. So the traffic congestion, and the residents will tell you up there, the traffic congestion is around school time, pick up and drop off. This is a solution to fix that. And you believe if the cycle lanes are put there, many more will choose to cycle? Absolutely. It's proven. When we look at any other city that has taken this journey, when you deliver connected, cohesive, good quality cycling lanes, you will see people shift towards it. We see a huge growth in electric bikes across Northern Europe in countries that have aging populations. And, you, you know, the, the uptake is phenomenal. Once you put cycling infrastructure, it's important that it's of a really good standard and it's important that it's connected. We can't have isolated cycling infrastructure like we've had previously in the ring. So this scheme is going to connect down to Howdy's Key, going to connect across the Shannon Bridge cycle lane. There's a new scheme going in across the Condell Road. It's going to serve Dora Doyle, Raheen. So you'll be able to cycle from Catter Davin to Raheen on a segregated cycle lane the whole way. You know, so that's incredibly positive. Connor, are you aware of what the residents' reaction has been so far to this. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done a cycle up there on Sunday, and many of the residents came out, and we had uh, some good chats on it. When we're delivering an ambitious scheme like this, it's important that you listen to people, and it's really important that people engage um, with this consultancy process that's there at the moment. The residents, I understand, you know, that things are going to change. Them. There's many residents that are in, in really supportive. There's residents up there, the young families that uh, see this. This role was closed last year as part of uh, the COVID kind of response plan. You know, the, the young families that are up there really had really positive experiences of that and the neighbourhood as a whole. So, yeah, listen, we need to listen to those neighbours. We need to understand what their concerns are. And the Liberal Council needs to design solutions into it. But it's really important that we proceed with this. As Michal Martin said, let's not waste a second more in delivering, um, delivering, you know, on reducing our carbon in relation to transport, in relation to all our lives. This is what it looks like. This is what inclusivity looks like. This is what carbon reduction looks like. And this is what a better neighbourhood looks like. Yeah. And Connor, what do you understand is the next step? So people can make a sub- public submission on this plan up until four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. After that, what happens? Um, it can go in different directions. It will probably come down to a council vote. 
but usually the active travel team within the council will look at the submissions and file a report on what they've learned through the submission process and then hopefully proceed it. There's huge funding here available to deliver a project like this. It's, you know, it, you know, people are maybe retrofitting their houses now or have a desire to retrofit their houses now. This is an opportunity to retrofit our city and the funding is there. The Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, uh, green government have put money forward to deliver on these projects and Michael Martin's talking about a cost 27 so the funding is there for us to retrofit our house you know there's going to be pinch points there's going to be discussion points people are going to want car parking spaces but we need to look at the larger objectives of this project and make sure we deliver it for our city and get that funding they've already talked about if Dublin uses the funding before we do we won't get it you know so it's really important that we progress this we listen to people's concerns and we well we know that there's already been an obstacle to a plan on the north side of the the city there um, around Belfield. Um, if this one goes ahead, right? If it if there are no speed bumps, if you'll forgive the pun, um, yeah. to, for this plan, when is it the earliest? Is it likely to be up and running? You'd imagine. Uh, no, I can't speak on behalf of the council. Uh, you know, so we're, we're and we will we're, hear from the active travel team themselves. 12, yeah, you'd imagine it'd be twelve to sixteen months before we see something okay. on the ground. Okay. Well, it it'll be a major change for anybody who uses that route on a regular basis. Uh, very positive in many ways, as Connor says, um, but also it could provide, uh, could present some problems for some residents. We'd love to hear from them too. If they want to get in touch, they can WhatsApp 86 Your views, your news, your Limerick Today 